0: What's going on, guys and gals? It's 8-Bit Ray from the Gorilla Brain Podcast, and you are listening to the Geek World All-Star Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare. You are listening to So Wizards. you are thinking, "You said people going to die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There will be no one to stop us this time.
1: What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 317 of the So Wizard podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts are the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield.
2: Dude.
1: And the expert, Mr. Marquis, Markellis Reagans.
0: Be excellent to each
1: other. You. Are listening to Spo Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All Stars Podcast Network. This week, we're going to talk some news, and then we've got our review of Bill and Ted Face the Music, the third movie in the Bill and Ted trilogy. But before we get into all that, how's everyone doing, Aubrey? How the hell are you this week?
2: Ah, uh, this week has been a shit show. So that good? <laughs> yeah pretty much like noah was able to go to a daycare program and do his virtual learning and before he even started i was nervous about it and i was i asked them they said i feel like he's going to need more attention than you can give him like how are you going to accommodate this just like be honest with me so i know whether to sign him up or not Like, oh, no, we're going to have two teachers to a group of 10 plus and um, we'll figure it out. You know, we got his IEP. We got this blah, 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 blah. And um, they're charging an extra $70 for this, too. So it's $200 a week, which is uh, just crazy for anybody to be able to afford daycare at $200 a week. Um, But I was making it work because I like to break myself for my child. And um, the first school week, he comes home every day and nothing is done that's supposed to be sent in for school. So we would sit here after he already spent the whole day supposedly doing school, doing school again in a shortened amount of time. And so I emailed them. I said, oh no, we're working on the kinks. We got this. He's doing great. And then his teacher emailed me and uh, said, hey, Just wanted to let you know that uh, nobody's supervising him when he's on camera with us. He's laying on desks. He's looking at other kids' computers. She's shoving the webcam up his nose. Hmm. Uh, So there's no adult supervision. That's fantastic. Pulled him out, and now I spend my entire day fighting with him to do his schoolwork. And then I do my schoolwork, and I have five classes, and I have to go to work, and it's, it's been a week.
1: So it's great. That well, it sounds horrible, but at least yeah. you get to uh, waste a little bit of your time with us. <laughs>
2: it's like a break.
1: <laughs>
0: All right, Markellis, how are you this week? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, we have here in the Western Massachusetts, our movie theaters are still not open yet. Uh, But we are relatively close to Connecticut, which have been opening their theaters. And this whole time during this pandemic, I've been like, you know, yeah, the movie theaters are closed. That's fine. I don't I don't need to go to the movies. You know, whatever. I know, Joey, you miss going to the movies, but I'm like, "Eh, I'm fine. I can just watch stuff at home. I have plenty of stuff to watch on Netflix. And then when I saw that the sequel to Train to Busan was playing like 20 miles from my house, I'm like, oh, (laughs) I want to go to the movies. It was weird. It was like a a weird um, nerd desire that like sprung up out of nowhere. Suddenly I had this huge urge to like go to the movies Um, just because there's something I really wanted to see that was playing not too far away. So um, I did not go. Uh, I definitely want to put another movie review on the website other than Bloodshot. (laughs) Something more more modern. Three
1: stars.
0: (laughs) Yeah, right. Other than a three star Bloodshot. But uh, yeah, I'm still not ready to go to the theaters, but knowing that there's new movies that I want to see that are playing within driving distance, it did kind of uh, awaken some kind of nerd um, desire in me.
1: It awakened to things you didn't know were there.
0: Yep. The Force Awakens. <laughs> <laughs> it, how are you doing, Joey?
1: It's kind of like when I took Janine to see Thor. The first <laughs> Thor when she was like, I don't know, is he like 10, 8? I yeah. don't know. Chris Hemsworth comes out with no shirt on I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to puberty. Janine. <laughs> uh, how am I? I'm good. I'm good. Um, I haven't really been doing much. I've been working quite a bit. So I'm working, as we know, I work third shift uh, 40 hours a week, which is really turning into like 42 to 45 hours a week because uh, it's been really, really, really busy. Um, I've been working 20 to 25 hours at my second job during the day. I'm doing a leadership training class at my real job, my overnight job, um, which requires me to do like one to two hours of e-learning a week. And then I started um, last week. I trained, and I'm picking up hours doing uh, Amazon Prime shopping. Um, I'm trying not to vi- violate social media policy here, but uh, basically, we have. If you're an Amazon Prime member, you can order your groceries. And we have employees that pick the groceries for you. There's a whole shebang of how that all works and metrics to go with it and blah, 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 blah. But you walk around with an iPhone and you get told what you're supposed to buy and you scan it, put it in the cart, bag it up, tag it up, put it in the freezers. And then people come and pick it up and deliver it or people come and pick it up at the store. They just introduced it at our location and it's so popular that they can't get enough people to do it (laughs) like we just don't have enough hands to get it all done like for example like they'll come in in the morning there's over a hundred orders to do and there's like three people shopping and it's just not physically possible to do it in that amount of time so they're pulling people from all the other departments can you help can you help can you help so I went in on my day off last week and trained how to do it so um I'll be picking up some hours doing that too so (laughs) And uh, yeah, so that's been my week, mostly just sleeping, working, doing all this crap. And then uh, at least my uh, G.I. Joe Classified series, Amazon exclusive Arctic Mission Storm Shadow, came in early this week. Um, it was originally going to come in October, and then people were already getting them, which was crazy because I pre ordered it on the first day. Uh, but apparently if you go on Amazon and you go to your order and then you click on review shipping methods and you don't touch anything, you just back out within a couple hours, it'll update to a sooner shipping method. So I did that for all the stuff I have pre-ordered on Amazon and now it's all coming sooner, but it's also going to hit my bank account a lot sooner. So right. <laughs> I guess I better just keep working at, at my other job. So.
0: Dude, this whole oh. G.I. Joe like Hasbro figure thing just seems like a. Like a pain in the ass from the very beginning. Like it, it it doesn't seem as simple as it used to be, where you can just go and buy figures.
1: Well, I mean, it it isn't, but it also when we were kids buying figures, um, you know, we didn't really see the man behind the curtain. So you know, you had the pictures on the back of the package, and you cross them off as you got each one, and you go to the store and look. And if they didn't have the one you wanted, they'd have a different one. Now it's like I'm older, so I know and. Information is much more readily at hand, so I know the case packs of the figures, the DCPI stock numbers from Target. Like, <laughs> there's uh, apps called Pop Finder and Brick Seek where you can see what they have in stock up to within an hour. It refreshes um, once an hour, so you can see what they have in stock before you even leave the house. So, but I do remember driving my parents up a wall trying to find Quick Kick back in the day, <laughs> and it, I think we got them in some weird random department store in like Deerfield or some shit, which is pretty far away from where I live in Western Mass. But yeah, so this has been going on forever and will continue to go on forever. Oh, so. God. At least I, I still have uh, Pimp Daddy Destro pre-ordered, but I'm still looking for the Baroness on the motorcycle. <laughs> <So.
0: laughs> Baroness on motorcycle. That's going to be your... Uh, it's My white whale. Yeah, exactly. A white whale of what you want. Someday, son. Someday. <laughs> <laughs> and that's
1: it. So enough about us. Let's talk about us. Mark Ellis, why don't you tell the listeners where they can find more... So is your podcast.
0: Alright, so everybody can go to soulwizardpodcast.com where you will find new episodes every week. Uh, you'll also find some movie reviews from uh, yours truly, some Netflix, Amazon, and Hulu streaming picks from our buddy the awesome Adam Hawk. Uh, we have a link to our new merchandise store. as a T-Public button. Click on that button. You can see t-shirts, coffee mugs, journals, all types of merchandise with Soul Wizard Podcast uh, logos on it. So definitely check that out. Uh, another great way to support our show is by doing your Amazon shopping through the link that we keep on the Website, click on the Amazon, uh, the big A, the big Amazon logo, and uh, go to the website. Do your shopping, receive your products, uh, and that way you'll be helping on our tiny little show. Uh, you can also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and give us a five star review while you're there. Uh, you can also find us on the Stitcher Radio app for your tablet or smartphone. Podbean, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora, YouTube. Uh, We have a Patreon page where you can support our show monthly and receive bonus content. Uh, Shout out to all of our podcasting buddies in the Geek World All-Stars Podcasting Network. Back to you, Joey. Hello,
1: ladies. I'd like to spend a little quality time this sexy bod, huh? I think we'd all like to spend a little quality time with that sexy bod, but it looks like we've got news to talk about, so let's do it, Marcellus. drop the drop, and let's drop the news.
0: Yo, pump it up, it's time for the news, yo, we getting ready to bring you the news, boy! Alright, so there wasn't really a lot of news items this week, uh, but let's start with uh, a few things that did come out. Um. So uh, basically, it's going to be a list of adaptations. It looks like we are getting a Resident Evil TV show for Netflix. Now, they did previously announce this um, as it uh, is going to be coming out. They haven't released a date yet, but they did give us a little bit more information about what was happening. Uh, so it will be a live action series on Netflix. It will be eight episodes, uh, and it will be two different timeline or two different storylines. Uh, neither one of them are based on the video game or the movies. Uh, it will be one storyline will feature uh, two 14-year-old girls as they uh, try to unravel the mysteries of Raccoon City. And the other storyline will be one of the characters as an uh, older version after the, um, I guess, the zombie apocalypse or whatever happened in Resident Evil, uh, where she's trying to survive and trying to um, piece together what happened to her sister and her father so it's only going to be eight episodes so this definitely sounds like something that I can digest not knowing anything about the video game at all and being kind of a fan of the ridiculousness of the movies but I think this could be interesting I like the idea of a two-story line uh, motif. One part Stranger Things and the other part Walking Dead. So yeah, I'm down with that. So yeah, I, I think this might be cool. But what do you guys think of the Resident Evil live action TV show? Let's start with our Resident Resident Evil fanboy, Joey. Fuck this shit. I'm so <laughs> angry. No, that doesn't, s- that doesn't sound cool to you at all, dude?
1: No, I've been waiting for this to be announced. Like we've been talking about Uh, Netflix doing Resident Evil for what? I like two or three years now? Yeah. Feels like it. Um, We've had to make our way through these god-awful movies, which are completely unrelated to the games, or if they have things from the games in them, they're all just in service to uh, the Mary Sue main character, and it's not really related to the games. I mean, yeah, those movies are bad, and they're funny, and there's, you know, 50,000 jump cuts in one action scene, but, like, I really was... Excited for like Resident Evil as Resident Evil coming to Netflix, and now we're getting what sounds like a weird mashup of like Stranger Things and Resident Evil. And I, God, I just I don't want this at all. How, why is it such a so like complicated to like take like the main thrust of Resident Evil, which is you know the stars, stars team, uh, special tactics, and recon from the raccoon city police department investigating strange murders in the hills of uh, raccoon city stumble on a big mansion filled with monsters and go from there like wh- why is that hard like that sounds like a badass like action tv show like why does it have to be little kids and, and wesker having children they never had in the game and, like oh god why can't, why can't you just make it good i don't understand i don't understand i do not i will never understand why you would spend the money to get the Resident Evil license and then just barely use it or use it for, like, some monsters or something. Like, I I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm pissed off. I'll watch the first episode, of course, because we'll probably end up doing another show anyway. But I'm just, like, I can't believe we have to go through this again. And then if it's popular and we have to go through it for, like, four or five years of seasons, then it'll be what? Another like five to ten years before we get another chance at maybe actually having Resident Evil? I don't know. This sucks balls. I'm not excited at all. Zero out of zero. Wow. Wow. Well, you
0: know what, Joey? <sighs> well, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. <laughs> I'm, we're, de- we're definitely doing this on the show. I'm telling you that oh, right now. No. <laughs> Well,
1: I'm just happy you're committing to another two years of the show until it comes out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid the bad news is for you. <laughs> this is going to be where I take my uh, my leave of absence <laughs> and then come back in two years. <laughs> all right. Aubrey, you know a little bit about video games. You are the video game queen of the show. What do you think of a Resident Evil TV show? And does this premise excite you at all? No. Not even a little bit.
2: No, I think it's stupid and I don't want to see
0: it. Do you agree with joy that it should be more based on what the video games were?
2: Yeah. I I think that any adaptation of a video game to like movies or shows, there hasn't been a single one that's been good. Um, I have not liked any of them. Uh, yeah. Can't even think of one that I've enjoyed. Um, so Mortal Kombat movie. I, I mean, that has nostalgia to it. So, I mean, I guess I guess so, but it also, like, I saw that movie when I was, like, five. So, <laughs> so it's a little tough, because um, it, I feel like that, if I had played the video games first, it would be a little bit different. I probably wouldn't enjoy it as much. And I think I enjoy it because it's so, like, cheesy. But any other... I mean, Angry Birds the movie is kind of good. <laughs> yeah, I like, I like <laughs> that movie. Yeah, they, there's just like no mainstream uh, video game movie adaptation that I've enjoyed. I think that they've all been trash. So i i'm not I'm not excited about a show that's based off of the idea of a video game, but not actually and like just takes the name of it. I don't think that it really holds any connection to the video games. Um, and that kind of bothers me too, because there's, there's really like this consistency that's missing. There's like, just take the name, but don't say that you're going to be part of the the actual thing.
0: Hmm. Well, I think Sonic the Hedgehog might want to have a word with you, Aubrey. I think uh, <laughs> his movie came out this year and I'm sure he's, he's feeling pretty proud of it. That was this year. I'm sure. I'm sure that was this year, wasn't it? It must have been this year. No,
1: it was. It doesn't feel. It feels like it was like five years ago. I'm not even joking. Yeah.
0: All right. So, uh, yeah, we will see what happens with the Resident Evil TV show. Um, all right. So next on the list, uh, another adaptation that's coming out is the Powerpuff Girls. Uh, we are getting a live-action TV show uh, based on the hit cartoon, but this one will be kind of a, a revamp. Uh, it will be on the CW, and this will be the Power of Puff Girls as 20 somethings who uh, kind of resent losing their childhood to uh, be crime fighters. Uh, it's coming from Greg Berlanti, who we know as uh, the godfather of the CW shows. It's also going to be executive produced by uh, Diablo Cody, who is a writer who's um, it's kind of hit or miss. I like some of her movies. I really like Juno, and I actually really like Jennifer's Body. Um, I thought. That was actually pretty good. And she did a movie with uh, Charlize Theron called Tully that I thought was amazing. So uh, I think she's a really good writer in some aspects. So her name attached to it uh, was definitely exciting for me. I was not a Powerpuff Girl fan at all. So I don't know. I'm not going to compare it to the TV show because I never really watched it. But with the success of Riverdale, I think Berlanti and the CW have a pretty good idea of how to remix these old properties uh, for today's audiences. So I, might, I think it might be kind of cool. But what do you think of Powerpuff Girls live action TV show? Let's go back to Aubrey.
2: Um, I don't know. It has the potential to be good. I like um, Diablo Cody. So I like Juno.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't know. I guess I'd have to see a trailer, honestly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Were you a fan of the cartoon show?
2: Yeah, I mean, I watched it growing up. It was it it was on at a time where I feel like Nickelodeon went pretty bad for me. Um, I was enjoying Cartoon Network a lot more than Nickelodeon, so I liked watching Powerpuff Girls. I yeah. liked the rowdy rough boys.
0: <laughs> that was my next question. Thought that they would be really like, was there any yeah. uh, any characters from the show that you want to see now as a live action version?
2: I mean, of course, you're going to have to have Mojo Jojo. He, he was major major um, antagonist, yep. so you're going to, of course, have to have him.
0: Joey, what about you, dude? How are you feeling about the uh, Powerpuff Girls live action show? Well, hopefully this
1: song could be in
0: it. Um, but if it's not, I don't want to watch it. What the hell was that? Do I actually, Never mind. You know, I don't even think I want to know what that was knowing, <laughs> knowing you. I don't think I want to know what that was. <laughs>
1: um, I, I, I have zero nostalgia for Powerpuff Girls. Um, I, I was, you know, born too late to explore the earth and born too young to explore the stars when it comes to, uh, Powerpuff Girls. It's just not in my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. I was too old when it came out and my daughter was not born when it was big. So it was not something we watched in our house yep. when uh, she was growing up. So I, I have zero attachment to it. I, I like the show. What I've seen of it, it looks, it's fun. It's cute. It's funny. Um, it's cool. I like Mojo Jojo. Um, it'd be interesting to see him as a, like an emo teenager uh, monkey in a <laughs> turban <laughs> with like fantastic abs, like Archie from Riverdale. But I have zero attachment to this. I don't. Again, though, I don't understand why you're gonna take this beloved uh, kids' property and make it into some kind of weird Dawson's Creek type thing. But that's fine. Whatever they want to do with this is cool. I have zero attachment to it. If it was something I actually cared about, I'd probably be a little more angry. But mm-hmm. I'm good with it. I'm sure we'll we'll have to check it out at least a little bit for the show. I mean, we got, we even watched the pilot to Riverdale, so
0: right, right that's what, I was, that's what I, was, I was saying before like it on paper it seems like a really stupid idea but then you think about the success that they're having with Riverdale um, and Sabrina to a certain degree so uh, yeah they kind of know what they're doing we'll see we'll see
1: okay have you kept up on either of you guys kept up on Riverdale no
2: um I gave up on Riverdale at some point I think it's like season three maybe I don't remember what season I had originally caught up and then kind of fell behind again. It's kind of
1: gone see. off the rails.
2: <laughs> That's what I feel like every season. So kind of like lost its luster because every season is like, hey, here's this crazy story about what happened in a small town. And it's like, I don't know. It's it boring after a while.
0: Yeah, I just don't have enough time to watch it. I want to. I mean, it it, it seems cool. Like it seem, it after watching the first episode of the show, or the first season, I should say, it was better than I thought it was going to be. So I would like to at some point get back to it. I just, it's not enough time. All right, so that's it for uh, Powerpuff Girls. So, so the last bit of news is uh, some sad news, actually. Uh, we lost a, a beloved actor, someone who hasn't really been in the scene for that long, but who was able to just turn in some of the most amazing performances in that brief amount of time. Uh, talking about, of course, Chadwick Boseman, who everyone knows as King T'Challa Black Panther. Uh, he also did an amazing job playing Jackie Robinson in uh, 42 and uh, James Brown in and, and Get On Up. And uh, we were just talking about him recently in The, uh, the Five Bloods, the last Spike Lee movie. Uh, I was a huge fan of Chadwick. Um, when I was a kid, I was obsessed with the idea of uh, adaptations. My parents took me to go see uh, Superman. I was obsessed with the idea of, of taking, uh, seeing something that was in one format being put into another format. And the story of Jackie Robinson, even though I wasn't a uh, huge baseball fan, I was a Cubs fan, but not like a huge overall baseball fan. I always wanted to see that Jackie Robinson story done up on a big screen. And I always thought that, uh, that uh, Spike Lee and Denzel Washington would be the ones to do it. So... When that didn't happen when I finally got to see the Jackie Robinson story on a big screen uh, and it was Chadwick, uh, you know, I immediately became kind of connected to him, and when he was announced to be Black Panther, it was like perfect. There are some actors who were just born to uh be in some parts, and that was one of them so yeah, yeah, it's a very sad loss um He died at the age of forty three but he worked all through, uh, battling colon cancer and, uh, was able to turn in some fine performances. So, uh, rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. Um, so I just wanted to go around the room, see if you guys had anything you wanted to say about Chadwick. Uh, let's start with Joey. Oh man,
1: it, this was crazy. This came out of nowhere. Um, on Friday night is just what like Twitter was just blowing up. And, uh, it was crazy. It was just crazy. Uh, obviously, he's a really great actor. Uh, you already said it, Mark, but Forty Two is an awesome movie. Yep. Um, if you like sports movies, uh, I imagine Aubrey might be pretty bored.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, it's great. It's a great movie, uh, and that's a great story to start with. But he does a fantastic job in that, and obviously, as Black Panther in uh, four movies, he is uh, he is Black Panther. Like like. Christopher Reeve is Superman and Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans are Captain America and Iron Man. He is Black Panther. I can't picture anyone else playing that role at this point, you know, in my mind. I just can't. And who gives a shit about what they're going to do for Black Panther 2 or any of that stuff at this moment? Like who gives a crap? But I can't see anybody like taking over the role. For him, Um, yeah, and he just seemed like a great person, you know, working with uh, kids and stuff like that, doing a lot of Make-A-Wish stuff, all while uh, battling colon cancer and doing chemo. So he was (laughs) making uh, all these blockbuster action movies while going through all that and doing a fantastic job. So, uh, yeah, I mean, pretty awesome stuff. I mean, I'll never forget in Civil War when Winter Soldier is breaking out of the facility. Yep there's that scene where he like jumps over the stairs and yeah. like lands and just stands up and he's, it's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like, and then their fight is awesome too. But that just that like whole sequence, the way the camera frames him and just, the way he carries himself. It's just like, this guy is black Panther. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> if you had any, if you had any re- uh, like reservations up until that point, like once, I don't know what it is. I just love that scene. Like the way he just stands up and then they go into it. Like, Oh my God so badass so um yeah i got rested power i guess it's, what else more can you
0: say mm-hmm. all right aubrey what about you
2: i am um, i thought oh. it was a joke yeah and when i first uh read it i thought that like this accident or like people were reporting he was dead but it was a mistake and i was like oh crap mark's gonna be so upset and like i was upset i didn't expect it i didn't I was really. I'm. I think I'm still like in a point where I'm like that didn't really happen. Mm-hmm. Um, just fantastic guy. Um, so, I mean, you guys pretty much nailed it on the head with everything he said. He's he's a great actor. Um, definitely gone way too soon for. I mean, he just he was fantastic. So, it's gonna be sad to see how they handle it in the movies and everything. Um, so.
0: Yeah, I was really looking forward to having him play me in the Soul Wizard podcast movie because he, uh, he's playing these <laughs> historical black figures.
1: I'm like, obviously I'm next. Chadwick Boseman, Michael <laughs> Ironside, and
0: who's going to play Aubrey?
2: Hmm. Christina Hendricks.
0: <laughs> uh, so yeah, so uh, rest in power, Chadwick Boseman. Uh, shout out to the Russo brothers for recognizing that talent and hiring him. I know Ryan Coogler was very excited when he uh, when he took on the gig of uh, Black Panther after he had a chance to meet Chadwick. So uh, he kind of inherited him for that movie. But uh, shout out to the Russo brothers for putting that putting that together. Um, So, yeah, so that's it. That is it for the news. Awesome. We're going to take a quick break
1: and then we're going to come back and talk all about Bill and Ted 3.
2: Hey, this is Liz. Hey, this is Heather. And we are Nerdy Bitches Podcast. A show where two geeky ladies podcast their way through pop culture. From movies and TV to our regular book club and everything in between, we bring you our favorite fandoms with a feminine eye. We are talking Star Wars, Star Trek, DC Marvel, comic books, and anime. And don't forget sci-fi, fantasy, action movies, video games, D&D, board games, and so much more. Be sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean or wherever you find awesome podcasts. You can also find us hanging out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and at nerdybitches.com. See you soon.
1: And we're back. All right, guys, years in the making, years in the making. Bill and Ted face the music, AKA Bill and Ted three finally released this weekend. Uh, It was supposed to come out in theaters, but it went straight to video on demand and quote unquote, select theaters. Uh, Unfortunately, it was not playing Anywhere near us, Mark. Uh, I don't know if it was playing near you, Aubrey.
2: It was playing near me.
1: Oh, wow. So Mm -hmm. lucky. I guess the major uh, chains, like cinema, for us, it's basically Cinemark or nothing, uh, (laughs) refused to show it because it was also releasing on demand. But sadly, Uh, we've been waiting quite a long time for this. Uh, I saw both of the first two movies in the movie theater, as uh, regaled on the show before the first movie I saw with my family. Uh, I remember my dad telling me it was the most worst movie he'd ever seen in his life. Um, I saw the second. I saw Bogus Journey on a date with my seventh, eighth grade girlfriend. Um, I don't know if she liked it or not. I don't really give a shit because I liked it. Um, it's not as good as the first one, but I liked it a lot. Uh, Aubrey, now I know we've talked in the past. Did you you did not really have a chance to see either the first two, or did you not have any nostalgia for them?
2: I don't have any nostalgia for them. I saw the first one. I don't remember it. Um, I did not see the second one. So it didn't really carry the torch like it did for you guys. Mm
1: -hmm. And and obviously, Mark House, I'm sure you've seen both of them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I saw them in the theaters like you, like you. And um, I was around Bill and Ted's age. So I I was like right in my wheelhouse for those movies.
1: All right. So as always, we're going to go non-spoiler to start. Markellis will then play the sound drop, and we will spoil the movie. But just to start with our initial impressions, Aubrey, what did you think of Bill and Ted Face the Music?
2: I thought it sucked.
1: (laughs) 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 Ruh-roh. Markellis, how about you? Uh,
0: I thought it was fantastic. I enjoyed myself immensely watching it. All right. Um, I really liked it a lot. I had some issues with some things in it. But otherwise, I did
1: have a good time watching it. I did like it. Um, anything non-spoiler anyone wants to add?
0: Yeah, I would like to say, uh, if you are a fan of the first two, um, they are stylistically different. Um, different. Same story writers, but different directors. I think part three is a nice blend of those two styles. So it does fit within the Bill & Ted universe, while still being a more mature version of those other two movies. So... I would say if you're hesitant about if it's going to hold up to the other two, I would say rest assured it does fit within that universe and it does blend the other two together nicely.
1: All right. I can't really go into anything I want to say um, without spoiling it other than uh, if you like the first two, you're going to like this. That's the best I can put right now. But Mark Ellis, drop the drop and let's spoil Bill and Ted face the music. Spoiler alert. I have seen the future and I had to prevent it. All right, guys. Um, As was as always, we'll start with things we liked. Um, You know, I'm gonna shy away from Aubrey to start. (laughs) Mark Ellis, what are some things
0: you liked about the movie? I really liked Bill and Ted together, like seeing them on screen together and kind of like bouncing off each other. uh, I really, I enjoyed seeing them again. You know, they're like old friends that I haven't seen in a while, so I really enjoyed their performances. I loved the Missy joke. I am so glad that they brought that back. Uh, Missy was a girl that was a senior in high school when Bill and Ted were freshmen and uh, they both asked her to the prom, which she said no, but she wound up like two years later marrying Bill's dad in the first movie. And then in the second movie, she married Ted's dad. And now in this one, she married uh Deacon, Ted's little brother. So the fact that she's back and she's still the exact same, uh, that cracked me up. I don't know. I, I thought that was hilarious. And I loved the, I loved the new robot character. I thought that was a nice kind of, uh, I don't know, like switch that they did. Uh, he was a robot sent back in time to kill them. And, uh, his character development, I thought was, uh, was actually kind of funny. He actually gave me some really good chuckles. So, uh, yeah, those three things I thought were really, really, really good. Okay.
1: Um, oh, Aubrey, you hated the movie.
2: <laughs> um, I wouldn't say hate, but I definitely did not prefer it.
1: Was there anything that you liked about it?
2: Um, I liked the cast. Yeah, I like the <laughs> cast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. For me, I liked obviously, you know, Bill and Ted. Like Mark said, great chemistry together as always. Keanu Reeves and uh, Alex Winter were fantastic. Um, I loved that a lot of the characters came back from the first two movies, like his dad and uh Missy. I loved their daughters. Obviously, I was gonna love their daughters because Samara Weaving was one of them, but <laughs> right. um I, I did I liked their characters as well. Um I loved Louis Armstrong, yeah. <laughs> which I thought was really funny because it was just like the, the actor who played him would just like say a line normal and at the end be like which I thought was hilarious. Um, and I loved Dennis the Robot. That was great. Death was great, again, in the movie as well. Um, I loved their argument about him being in the band. And he, they sued him in restraining order. It was like an episode of Be- Behind the Music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. played out like right in front of you. I, I really did enjoy that. Um, <sighs> Rufus's daughter? I, I don't remember the actress's name, but she was the voice of Mabel on
0: Gravity Falls. Mm-hmm. I think she's a voice of uh, one of the characters on Bob's Burgers, too. The girl with the uh, weird hat. She's okay. Christian Shaw is uh, her name. Yeah. Louise. Mm-hmm. Well, I have never watched Bob's Burgers. I couldn't tell yeah. you. But um, yeah.
1: So, I mean, she was really good. In it. Yeah. I think like most of the actors were all great in this. Um, I really enjoyed uh, a lot of the storyline. I loved Bill and Ted's storyline like when they went and saw themselves in prison. was really funny.
0: <laughs> yep. <laughs>
1: I loved when they the, all the guys just beat the shit out of the rope. <laughs> That's great. Um, Yeah. I mean, it had a lot of good laughs and I, I, and the story was fine. It it wasn't, I mean, it's like, what, what am I holding up against? Because even though the first movie is a classic and the second movie is good, they're not like, we're not talking about like Lawrence of Arabia, right? So for it, so it doesn't have to be like the best script, the best direction. So it just had to be at the very worst competent. So I did enjoy myself watching the movie. But of course, with all things good, there must come bad. Now, Aubrey, you didn't like the movie. So let's hear some of the things you didn't like.
2: It really bothered me that Keanu Reeves looked like a Botox to Ozzy Osbourne.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh...
2: And it just made me, like, really angry because he just looked really bad in this movie. And I don't understand why they made him look the way that he did. He he looked like he had Botox. And it bothered the crap out of me. I thought the whole movie was just kind of meh. And, and it's probably because I just don't hold the nostalgia for it. Where it just seemed, like, really stupid. And I probably would have liked it more if I understood the continuing jokes of like Missy and that kind of stuff. It just, it fell flat. I'm not a comedy person. And so this was really tough for me to
1: enjoy. All right. Uh, Markellis, how about you?
0: Yeah. As, as much as I appreciate the fact that they were incorporating all of the, the old, like um, some of the shtick from the older movies, The plot did, or the storyline did, get a little timey wimey. The time travel stuff did get a little, like, a little wacky. You know what I mean? Not, not to the point where I was super confused. It wasn't like a Christopher Nolan movie or anything like that. But it was, it was definitely like, all right. I really have to, if I don't really pay attention to this, I feel like I might lose part of the story uh, that's there. So I thought the script was, at points, felt a little not as tight as I would have liked. Not as tight as the other movies, I should say. But it all circled back and it all made sense at the end. But um, that's the only issue I really had with it. That And probably I, I could have used a little more character development with the daughters. I thought they had a really good storyline. But I, I kind of would have liked to... They could have used the beginning, the setup part, to learn a little bit more about them as people instead of just Bill and Ted's daughters. But other than that, those are the only issues I really had. Other than that, everything else was fine. Okay. All right.
1: Um, well, right off the bat, I will say I'm, I'm, I was not happy they recast the princesses.
0: They did for the second movie too. I'm, I'm thinking that's start that's starting to be a joke now.
1: Like that's a shtick as well. I don't know. I thought they could have brought them back at least. I I did enjoy that they, uh, incorporated the ending of the second movie because the ending of the second movie made it seem like they were all set. Right. And then this movie in the beginning, it's like, oh yeah, well, not really, but. <laughs> Um, So I did, I did enjoy that. They didn't just throw out the second one, but the, uh, so, so to spin off what you said, Mark, I didn't really like the daughter's storyline. Really? Okay. I thought it was kind of just like, it almost felt like checking a box. Like they're going to go collect people throughout time because it's a Bill and Ted movie. Like, right. I would have rather just skipped all of that and had the four of them go looking for the song in the future or something or anything else like it just felt like a lot like like that everything with that just felt like checking a box because at the end of the movie, like I guess you know they they have they have them to form the band to play the song at the end, but like I don't know I just felt so I just felt superfluous and like tacked on. I don't know, maybe the movie needed another fifteen or twenty minutes really. To not that Aubrey would want that, but <laughs> to you know, kind of let their storyline breathe a little bit more. But it, it just, I don't know, it just was not feeling that at all. Like we we didn't get enough time. It's weird because like I agree with you, we didn't get enough time with them. And then with the time we did get with them, I didn't like. And mm. it wasn't because of them, but it was just because of the storyline they were put into. So I really wish they could have done something else with them.
0: I like their. I really like their storyline of going back through time and getting. Famous musicians, because that was very much, very much the uh, the fabric of the first movie. So, keeping that thread, keeping that kind of idea alive, um, I thought it was cool. I actually really, I'm glad that they did that t- to make it feel like the first movie.
2: I like that they went back in time, but I don't like the ending of the movie. I thought it was kind of stupid that they just like orchestrate this band somehow <laughs> after not even building up their characters as people that do that.
0: Mm hmm. And I think about the like fir- the only
2: scene you see is them in the garage listening to headphones. You don't actually like know anything about them.
0: well, the thing about the first movie is that they were able to grab all of these famous historical figures um who didn't all speak English but yet all went on this journey with them. You know what I mean? It was just kind of like like none of it makes sense. Like they all can't fit in that phone booth. But that's just part of the joy of it. And I'm glad that they kept that alive in this one getting Mozart and Jimi Hendrix and Louis Armstrong all together in the same like quote unquote phone booth. I thought was fun and that they didn't like challenge that at all. I, I enjoyed that. I did
1: like, um, when they got Mozart with Jimi Hendrix playing the guitar outside. Um, so that, that, you know, obviously I just said, I didn't like their storyline, but I did like parts of it. I just didn't like the whole idea of it. I just felt like it could have been used some other way that would have been more interesting. So, but I mean, other than that, that's that was really it. Everything else I, I pretty much liked in the movie, so I'm not like gonna sit here poo poo all over, <laughs> right? But we've got to get a score, we've got to get a score. What do we got, Aubrey? Zero to five, five being the best, zero being the worst. Bill and Ted face the music.
2: I'm gonna give it a uh, two. Ooh. I really do like the cast in it. Um. I probably would have liked it a lot more had I seen the, the first two and understood the nostalgia of it all. Um, but it just really fell flat for me because it's just not a my type of movie to watch without that nostalgia piece. And be I um, I don't know, this story really kind of fell flat for me in some areas.
0: All right. And uh, Marcellus, how about you? Yeah, I watched the other two of uh, this this week, actually, just to get caught up. And I think this fits right with the other two. Uh, The second one didn't... I used to love the second one. It didn't quite hold up as much this time. It's really wacky. The first one I think is still classic. But this one surprisingly holds up to the other two. Um, So I'm going to give it a four out of five. Uh, I will definitely be uh, adding that to the collection when it comes out on DVD. Awesome. All right. I'm going to go...
1: I'm going to go three and a half out of five. And I want to say that I did enjoy watching this movie. I got some laughs out of it. I got some chuckles out of it. There's a part where they're in hell where they get some help from some demons that lasts about like 15 seconds. But I thought it was hilarious. Um, Dennis, the robot is hilarious. I, you know, there's there's a lot to love in this movie. But like Aubrey said, I think it really kind of leans on your nostalgia for the first two. If you're excited, these characters are back and you liked those two movies then you're gonna like this movie if you're walking in cold you, you might not so um yeah I, i'm gonna go for three and, a half. three and a half out of five for me uh definitely worth a watch if you meet those parameters so that's where we're at with bill and ted
0: face the music we did it guys a new movie of <laughs> new movie oh, not we- at the theater yet but Ooh. a new movie. real quick i just wanted to ask what did you think of the um the after credit scene
1: it was fine. I just wished – I i was hoping it was going to um, tease another movie or something.
0: Uh, I, <laughs> I didn't
2: even see the after credits.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Aubrey, Aubrey shut it off like <laughs> half, halfway through the movie. <laughs> this movie sucks. Click.
1: <laughs> oh, the
0: universe is saved. Okay, bye. Click.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Aubrey was just them in the nursing home uh, getting up and playing their guitars and then being really old and like sitting down.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really stupid. Okay. I'm I, glad I missed that.
0: I thought for sure death was going to show up and be like, okay, now it's time. <laughs> now, after all of this shit, now you guys had to come with me. That's what I thought was going to happen. It's our
1: second movie this year with that actor in it, Mark.
0: Yeah. He, and he's a, he, I noticed when the credits were rolling, he's like an executive producer of this movie. So good for him. It's like, yeah, you, you want me to come back and put that makeup on? I better get paid. So good That's for him. That's right. Buy
1: those video on demands. All right. So let's wrap it up. Before we tap it up, let's get some recommendations for the listeners out there. Aubrey, what do you got?
2: Um, there's a new Netflix series about old video games called High Score. It is on my list of things to watch. It looks super, super interesting. It is about all the older games um, that have come out. So,
1: have you watched it yet? No.
2: No, not yet. It's on my list. <sighs>
1: <laughs> I'm two episodes in and I gotta tell you, I don't really like it very much.
2: <laughs>
1: uh, it's interesting, but it focuses on weird stuff. So, I'll, just for an example, now we're going on a tangent. I apologize, listeners. Um, they have a whole episode about Space Invaders, but instead of really being about Space Invaders, they spend a lot of time talking to this one person who was in a Space Invaders tournament in the 70s. Like, who cares? Like, And each episode is like that. They seem to like, hyper focus on like something that's not a hundred percent related to the topic and kind of brush over the with broad strokes. It's about the topic where I was kind of hoping for more of a deep dive on the subjects, but there's plenty of YouTube videos on that stuff, I guess, if that's what you, what you're looking for. So
2: that's disappointing.
1: Well, it's it could be a lot worse. You know, so now that I've shit all over your recommendation,
0: <laughs> Mark Ellis, how about you? Uh, yeah, so, I to uh, piggyback off Aubrey, uh, things that are on my list to check out that uh, I haven't watched yet, but uh, I'm going to check out, and so I definitely want to throw it out as a recommendation. Uh, I have seen most of Chadwick Boseman's movies. There's still a few that uh, I haven't seen. Uh, there's a movie called The Kill Hole, which is like Excuse a. Excuse uh, me. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. It's like that's that's a <laughs> that's a horrible title, but it's called the uh, the Kill Hole. It's a military term. It's it's a this is a military based drama. Uh, came out in 2012, and it, the the trailer looks really interesting. Looks like a almost like a mystery that has to do with um, army veterans, and uh, Chadwick is the star of that. You can stream it on Tubi, T U B I, and the other movie is Message from the King, the Netflix movie that came out like right before Black Panther. That uh, it was on my list to check out. I just never got around to watching it, but it's still available on Netflix. Uh, so those are my recommendations check out some Chadwick Boseman movies if you haven't seen Black Panther uh, it's done on Disney plus I don't understand how you could have gotten this far without seeing it 42 is amazing uh, get on up the James Brown movie is also amazing uh, so uh, yeah those are my recommendations check out some Chadwick movies
1: all right well I will suggest that you go to so dot where you can find the podcast every week links to all our social media accounts on the right hand side of the page movie reviews, streaming picks, so much more. So is our Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere under the sun. You find podcasts. We will be there. Check out our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube and search. So is podcast. You'll find hours of free exclusive content. Adam just uploaded uh, some trailer reactions, some unboxings and a couple interviews as well with more on the way. Don't forget to check out our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash soizer podcast, where you can monetarily support the show and get extra exclusive episodes of the podcast this month. Is the only way to hear our review of Hamilton from Disney Plus, as well as my review of She Dies Tomorrow. We have our T Public store. Go to T Public, search So is our podcast. There is tons of merchandise, t-shirts, f- cell phone cases, masks, all sorts of stuff with different logos and cool stuff from the podcast that also helps monetarily support us as well. I will suggest uh, that you jump onto Netflix and check out, if you haven't already, Cobra Kai Seasons 1 and 2. Both dropped uh, on Netflix in the past couple days. That uh, was originally a YouTube Originals exclusive, which made it very hard for people to watch. But it is Chef's Kiss. (sighs) So good and so worth the watch. (laughs) I know I binged the first season in, I think, uh, half a day. And uh, I've watched all the second season. It took me a little longer because my schedule is crazy, but uh, it's great. And season three has got uh, coming out next year. So, uh, yeah, uh, Cobra Kai is awesome. Highest possible recommendation. Check that out. And, of course, while you you're streaming all fired up, you might want to jump on to Disney Plus and plop down your 30 bucks and watch Mulan. Because that, my friends, is what we're going to be talking about next week on the So Wizard podcast. That's going to do it for this week. Episode 317 is in the books. I've been your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-host, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) And the expert, Mr. Marquis, Markellus Reagan.
0: Uh, Everybody have a great week. And as always, Wakanda forever. We'll see you guys next week. Good journey.